Welcome to the Melrose Place podcast, where we rewatch, recap, and analyze every single episode of the hit 90s TV series, Melrose Place. I'm Jenny Hill. I'm Dan Hill. Let's get started. Again, season four, episode 32, part two, Dead Sisters Walking, air date May 20th, 1996. We're back for the second half. It's weird because the DVD says Dead Sisters Walking, part one and two, mm-hmm. but I don't, I doubt they aired like that, you know? You think that they, it was one big episode i feel like it was oh, correct geez. me if i'm let wrong let us know we know a lot of you watched it when it aired originally so you might remember tell and, us and i know there are there are other instances where the dvds are fucked up with right air titles dates, and, titles yeah. and uh and music all that shit so welcome back we're gonna pick this one up right where we left off Kimberly and the orderly have just fallen off of the catwalk in the boiler room over at Willowbridge Institute, established 1941. And we don't know their status. They are being rushed to the hospital right now. Dan, I don't... Where Where is Willowbridge? Willow, Willow Branch is nowhere. <laughs> where, where is the institute? Where is it? Willow Bridge has got to be in nor Northern Cal. California. Yeah. Can somebody please verify this? EMT airlift. Okay. I know where you're going. <laughs> okay. They're best e- hospital in town. Even if they're just north of LA, even if they went to Solvang, even if they're in like Santa Ynez, UCLA. Flying them back. (laughs) The closest hospital, they're going to fly these trauma patients that are in critical condition is Wilshire Memorial. Only the best. (laughs) It's a little far-fetched. The best. Like when because I was first, like we walk in and there's a new character, a doctor that we've never seen before. Yeah. And she's like talking to Michael, getting the stats, asking how far did Kimberly fall? And he's like 15 to 20 feet. And then Michael's like spouting off all of this medical jargon about what she needs to do in order to stabilize Kimberly. And he I, knows all her vitals. Well, because he is, he's a doctor, Dan. Right. But, but he was, he's also like, he was in there too, getting his ass whipped. Remember? Michael's never won a fight in the history of this show. No, that is a great point. I mean, he got his head bashed against a brick wall. He was getting knuckle sandwich after... moments ago. He is not... There is not a scratch on him. His clothes are completely intact. Totally fine. Nothing's torn. No blood. He was in a hot-ass boiler room for 
over a night. And he is wearing a sweater with a... He's straight up good. <laughs> he has a sweater with a button-up collared shirt underneath it. Have you ever seen <laughs> Michael Mancini not get his ass kicked? No, he's always getting his ass kicked. I can't even recall one time that he ever came up on top. Never. Never. Okay. Matt, Matt fucked his ass up at the <laughs> courtyard. Remember? <laughs> He tried it with Matt. Matt kneed him in the face. Yeah. He tried it with Robert. Robert punched him in the stomach. He has tried it on everybody and he gets and the business. And I think business. even the women have fucked him up too. Michael gets the business. Well, he looks like, you know what? Maybe because he's got such a punchable face and it's happened so much. He's like, to- he's impervious memory. to it. Yeah. He's like, yo, whatever. I get my ass kicked like every Tuesday. I'm it's fine. Like a, it's like in Fight Club when they're just like punching Brad Pitt in the face and he's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> he just loves it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what I was going to say is because all of this is going down, I thought like, okay, we're at another hospital. Like mm-hmm. this, this tracks. They're they're in Northern California, so they're at somewhere else. Nope. No, sorry. We find out it's Wilshire Memorial, and who else is? Well, okay. Let me go back to either Michael or the doctor says, "Oh, thank God that orderly was there to break Kimberly's fall." No, we didn't. Mm-mm. Not how I saw it. We saw how they fell. Yeah. They were not touching one another at all. They were right next to each other, and Dan. One thing that I'm wondering, they don't let us know what happens to the orderly. For real. There is and there's no sympathy. We get no updates. We don't know if he's dead or alive. And spoiler alert, guys, throughout this entire episode, it's like he doesn't exist he vanished. anymore. And it's bullshit because they're even talking about it, I guess moments afterwards, when all the, they're in the hospital and they're like, Oh yeah, the orderly broke the fall. But they're not even sad about it. That orderly had nothing to do with this. Well, he, Dan, he had everything to do with He's this. He's taken orders. Yeah. He's an orderly. But then he decides to go against orders, because if you'll remember, his superior is Kimberly. She snaps out of being Betsy and is like, let them go. And then he's like, no, I'm taking this into my own hands. You're all crazy. And then that's that's why this happened. All I know is somebody's dead, and they don't say shit. Yeah, I don't think the orderly's doing so when, hot. When previously, when someone's dead, people are like, oh, yeah, he's right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the dead guy? I got him. Yep, DOA, right here. He's right here. So, anywho, they, they are in Wilshire Memorial. The awful detective is just back, and he's asking more questions about Peter and Michael, and Michael just brushes him aside. He's like, please, I can't right now. My wife is critical. Don't even talk to me about Peter. So we then cut to Melrose Place, and Amanda is coming home to her apartment. She opens the door, and behind the door is Peter. He's been hiding there, laying low after they escaped Willowbridge. Not real low. And I'm going to say, if there's anywhere for them to hide... For him to hide, don't you think that Amanda's place would be the first place anybody yeah. would look? He needs to go to the crack den. That's where you hide. <laughs> he needs to get away. 
He needs to for real get away. And a man like this shit escalates so quick because Amanda just opens up the door and she's like, I think you should go to Mexico. You should leave the country. Why? He didn't do it. He hasn't done anything wrong. In fact, he was just the victim of a kidnapping and an assault. I mean, he had his, he almost had a lobotomy happen. He was given medication against his will. He was held in a mental institution for somewhere around a week. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, if anything, he should be going to the police. He should be turning himself in to say, this is what happened to me. Right. Exactly. But Amanda's like, nope, you need to go to Mexico now. And how are they... Kimberly's in the hospital, right? Critical She's condition. critical condition. Right? Yep. How are they explaining why Kimberly was at Willowbridge without Peter? There... No one knows. There's not... <laughs> No one knows. There's not a reason for her to be there. Why is she? Well, she says that. Well, Dan, she did clear it with the the dude that works there, the main guy that yeah. she's moonlighting and taking over for for a week. Yeah, I mean, professionally, the, I know the, it's, this a, dete- lot. This it's a lot. This detective, Jenny, this detective is fucking garbage <laughs> at his job. You know why? Because he sees all this commotion. Oh. Well, Kimberly and Michael and Amanda, they were all at this place called Willowbridge. Maybe I'm going to go there and and do some digging. And talk to the the people that work there or yeah. the patients to find Fucking, out. What's his name? Rain Man will <laughs> tell him anything he wants. I mean, five Nurse times Benson. over. Yeah. Nurse Benson's the, the Joker it. will like divulge any secret that needs to be known. Yeah. They'd be like, "Well, wh- what else was going on here?" Well, there, you know, things really went nuts when, let's see, Kimberly arrived, oh, Betsy arrived, and a guy named Mister Peters. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> What's Mister Peters look like? Um, you know, blonde, scruffy hair, fucked up teeth. Uh, was making out with <laughs> one of the orderlies. That sounds like my guy. And then you've like, yeah, Dan, I, come I on. Hear you. I get what you're saying. I know it would only take a little bit of questioning, but this dude only wants to continue to question the main three people that are involved in this. Where is he? <laughs> this is more than breadcrumbs, pal. This is straight up loaves of bread that are like thrown at your face. You don't even have to look. Well, the one thing that Amanda and Peter are holding on to is they have Kimberly. She's back now, and she can cooperate that she was out to dinner with Peter while the murder of Bobby occurred. Now, I just kind of feel like everything doesn't hinge on Kimberly. Like, they were in a public place, right? Yeah. There was wait staff that was there. I mean, Kimberly isn't the only person that could be like, he wasn't there. Like you could probably get people that worked at that restaurant to establish that Peter was there. Easily. And fingerprint the golf club. I mean, if the whole story about Kimberly comes to light about her, you know, being like schizophrenic or multiple personalities and kidnapping Peter, 
then she's not credible anyway. No, she's definitely not credible. I mean, and maybe that's like the whole key to this entire storyline. Why Kimberly is not going to have any kind of repercussions for her actions because they're not going to turn her in because if they did, she wouldn't be credible. And then she couldn't testify on behalf of Peter at court. Right, right. Um, Peter's Peter's makes a comment about his clothing that he's wearing, and he was like, "Yeah, make thank Matt for me." Matt's cool with this. Okay, wait. <laughs> Does Matt have clothes at Amanda's house, or did he go? To I don't Matt's know. <laughs> like you're not really laying low, did well, he bro. Go to Matt's apartment and just take clothes out of his house. I think so. I mean, because Amanda is the property manager. His, I know and historically. Matt is Amanda's bitch. Remember, she's like, play the fucking cassette tapes at the party. Go get some margaritas. Okay. <laughs> Give my boyfriend I some mean, shirts. She's got she's got keys to everybody's unit. He could have just been like, yeah. gone into Matt's place and taken his clothes. But, I mean, Matt is pretty straight edge. He would not. This is not character. I don't Matt. know, Dan. Matt's turning. We'll get to him. Oh, yeah. He's turning. Yeah. He's got a <laughs> strange addiction now. But um Peter <laughs> Yeah, Pe- Peter begs Amanda to take him to the hospital and she's like, How about I just drive you to Mexico? <laughs> and she's like, It's crawling with cops, Peter. We can't go. They're all there looking for you. And he's like, No, we have to because I have to verify with <laughs> With Kimberly, that she's gonna testify on my behalf. No one can do that for you. Yeah. You have to be the one that goes. Dude, you're not. You don't understand what laying low is. All right, lay low. Oh, stay in one place that no one knows where the fuck you are, and then wait. So they decide that they're going to wait until after dark to make their way to Wilshire Memorial, um, just so they can lay low even more and. Peter's like, thank you so much for believing in me and risking your life for me. And she's like, I want you in my life, whatever I have to do. Oh, bar. Oh, just the makings of a love story. Man, Sceny Heart designs. Jane is in the bullpen, pretty in pink, um, with the, the jacket. Richard comes up behind her, all like, Straight up toxic work environment, fucking harassment. And have you seen his little spiky, messy hair? Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, Gene, I just wanted to ask you: Have you seen any loose chicks running around?" Um, you know, I don't get involved with the number side of the business, Richard. Yeah, and then uh, he's he's not really buying it. So Jane just is like, straight up, throw yourself at him to divert attention. From the checks. And it works. Yeah, she's like, I think you're just saying that because you want me back in your office again, don't you? You want me, don't you? Then she, like, straight up annihilates his face with her lips. In front of, like, they're not in a private office. They are in front of all of their employees making out. And then out of freaking nowhere jake walks in yeah what the hell is jake doing (laughs) perfect time jake perfect time um so jake walks up he's like oh for christ's sake jane i want to talk to you and she's like get 
the fuck away from me. And he's like, you know, you don't have to be with me, but you can't be into this guy. My only waking thought is of Richard. I'm completely focused on him now. Are you satisfied? You need to leave. Yeah, just go, Jake. So, I mean, this settles it. Jane is ready to straight up push everyone away until the Richard murder is done. <laughs> she is she is full on board with dead focus. So now we're back to Wilshire Memorial and Kimberly is in her hospital bed. And again, going back to appearances after this hellish experience, perfect makeup not a scratch on her face for somebody who plummeted 10 to 15 feet downward after having a, a physical struggle with a man twice her size. Um, mm-hmm. She looks great. Yeah. This really? Is the, this is the second time a cast member has exploded somebody on the floor <laughs> landing. Second. Well, they're purporting that, but that didn't happen. Can you? Can you name another person who fell flat on the floor from a high place? Peter? There's so many. When he when he flipped off of the <laughs> he flipped off backwards and landed on his back yep. and was fine. Yep. What happened to there I feel like Billy Billy broke his leg or something like early on. Mm, or am I, I getting him, him confused with somebody? Let's see. Let's see if I can do it. All right. Um, the Jack Parisi. Yeah. Oh yeah. Splattered. Duh. Yeah. He uh, fell. Jess. Jess. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Jake's brother. Jake's brother Jess fell from high. Uh huh. Um, Bobby. Bobby. Peter. Parisi fell from high. Peter. Kimberly. Did she fall from a high? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. just now, yeah. It's five people who just fell <laughs> from high places. <laughs> they flip over balconies. Always. Uh, Haley, technically, too. Oh, well, he... He flipped off. <laughs> he fell off a boat. What? A, that's the worst way to go from a show. Like, they didn't even show your death. And they're just like, oh yeah, he got real drunk and fell off the boat. We know, but that they leave it open ended. Yeah, where's Haley? I mean, he might come back. So Peter comes into the hospital room, and here's his disguise: a jean jacket <laughs> and one black hat. <laughs> That's and with Amanda. <laughs> so. No one's going to know that's Peter. 100%. (laughs) And he came in the cover of night. And Amanda has no... uh, I mean, she did a better job with the disguise at Willow Branch when she had on the robe. Willow Branch is not a place. I want... We're confusing our listeners. I want everyone to know Willow Branch is... Not an actual place. Okay. But yeah, Amanda, zero uh, disguise. So clearly anyone with her is probably Peter. So Peter is like a rabid trying to get Kimberly to to confirm that she remembers yeah. they went to dinner together. Kimberly, wake up. 
Can you tell the cops that we were at dinner together? And she's just hey. like, I'm sorry, Peter. I'm sorry, Peter. Come on, Kimberly. It's like, yo, kid. And Michael's like, back up. Yeah, he's just yelling, think, think in her face. It's like, gosh, she can't think right now, all right? Okay, so Thinking then, so hard for her. So then, remember the chick from <laughs> that works at the hospital that confirmed that Alicia was dead, like right next. Yeah, to her. <laughs> fucking rat she, bastard. She's back. She's back tattling on people. So Michael kicks him out of the room, <laughs> and then does the door open or do they open the, it right as a thing? I don't know. They come in. And it's her and the detective dude. And she's like, there he is, detective. I'm sorry, Dr. Burns, but you're wanted for murder. Oh, my God. This detective seriously get, needs to get bent. Cuff him. So they cuff him up, and that's it. I'm not surprised. Of <laughs> course, that place is crawling with cops. And, of course, Kimberly's room is crawling with cops. Yeah, of course. Like, there's, and by crawling, I mean the one cop that is looking for you is going to be right there. You're fucking stupid. So Amanda's like, I'll get you a lawyer. Be there as soon as I can. Uh, Now we head over to Shooters. It's a packed house. And Allison is sort of struggling to maintain because she's the only server on... That has a shift there. Now she she finds Jake is in his office, just kind of hanging out, and she's like, "Um, I could use a little bit of help out there. It's packed." And he's like, "I need some privacy." And she says, "You've been in here with a bottle of tequila for three hours." Now look, I'm not a big drinker, but I used to be, and I know that if I was gonna just like sulk alone it's not i'm not just gonna be like looking at the ceiling and three hours three hours on tequila bro you're dead on a busy friday night yeah you're gonna you are the owner of this bar that's insane you're gonna be fighting if you were drinking tequila for three hours and you're in that mindset well dan this he is primed for this upcoming scene that i mean fists Fisticuffs. Well, he says, Oh, here you are, Allison, sticking your nose into other people's business. But, babe, he's also reading. No one's drinking (laughs) tequila and fucking like reading a book. He's just in his office. Watch, look, he's like, Oh, yeah, let me pick up my. My fucking... He's like reading the book. Or maybe he's pretending that he's like doing some accounting <laughs> so people don't fuck with him while he drinks Jake, his tequila. <laughs> Jake didn't know his password to Shooters. <laughs> and I think it was like... His like bank account. Shooters, one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the other girl's name? Dance Night? Oh, God, I forget. Fuck. Rachel? Who knows? Know. Um. So anyway... um. Allison's like, look, Jake, I just want to be your friend. And he's like, friend, you've been throwing yourself at me this whole time. Fine. You can just be in here and get tanked and then imagine things that just aren't there. 
Alice. Um, yeah. What? It's all there, sweetheart. <laughs> That's all you've been doing. Yeah. Remember when nobody was here and you played the jukebox and you were like, dance, dance with, with me. me. <laughs> no friend has ever said that to me. Yeah. And then looked longingly into his eyes and tried to make out with him, but was interrupted by your ex-boyfriend. Dance with me, Jake. Ex-boyfriend. Psh. He's got a couple more titles. Ex-fiance. And ex Son-in-law. Son-in-law. <laughs> oh boy, that's the best one. <laughs> okay, um, so he's like, "Why did you come in here? You want me to do you right here on the desk?" Yeah, I keep trying to be the nice guy, and all you women want me to do is treat you like trash. Well, let's do it. And then he says, "You've got a good guy in Billy." Look, I'm not interested in you. Get it? That should be enough. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I get it. And she leaves. I don't, do you like this storyline? Do you want this to happen? Was, well, I'm kind of indifferent. It's the only, uh, like, this is the it's only the road only left. It's the only straight guy that she hasn't hooked up with yet. Yeah. That's the main character. It's got to happen, right? I think it does, but I'm just, I don't... As long as it leads to Jake beating the shit out of Billy, <laughs> I'm cool with it. <laughs> but it must go there, and it must go there quickly. Well, I things escalate very quickly in Melrose Place. So um, we are back to the next day. Allison is going to go for a run. And she runs into Billy in the Melrose Place courtyard and they have a little exchange about how Billy is trying to better himself and trying to take a look at the things that he's done in the past and try to correct his mistakes. And he wants her to give him another chance. Come on. Just go out with me. Give me another chance. Just go out with me one time. Yeah. So as this is happening, Jake emerges from his apartment. He's looking on on this exchange and she notices Jake. And I think out of just trying to make Jake jealous, she's like, fine, I'll go out with you, whatever. This is like the biggest pity acceptance <laughs> of a date. Like, how could you even want to go on this date? Okay, as you, know? you mentioned, they've gone through so much together. They were boyfriend-girlfriend. They were roommates. They were fiancés. They were mother-in-law, son-in-law. It's done. It's right. I get it. Course. Sometimes you just you get to a point. They ran the gauntlet together, and it's over. So she acquiesces, and he does. <laughs> I oh, know my God. I know it's coming. Oh, my God. I couldn't stop talking about this when we were watching Rewound it <laughs> several times. <laughs> Billy starts pumping his fist all happy, and he sounds like a mouse. And he's like, he's so happy. He's like talking through his teeth like I've never heard him before. Like he's trying to be cute, hey, but it hey. <laughs> goes up really weird. He like looks at Jake, and he's like, not bad, huh? Oh, like real mousy, and like it, it, uh, like, and then he's like, Jake's like, yeah, what, what happened, man? He's like, took some time, but huh? I knew she'd come around eventually. Huh? Nice, he says. Nice. 
And he like he pumps his fist like he never ever saw anyone in sports ever pump their fist. And it's funny because I think like your first instinct is to go to Mousy. You think about somebody who's like shy and timid, but no, you mean like Like literally a mouse. He he like moused out. And Jake, Jake is having a trouble processing it. He's like, he is like embarrassed for him that this is how he's reacting. Like he like looks up, he looks down and he's like, yeah, okay, pal, you fucking loser. Like she doesn't like you, dude. Okay. She does not like you. And you are this stoked. And like odd stoked. He is like, <laughs> hey, not bad. You got any cheese? Like straight up. <laughs> I, okay. Jenny, I don't like it. I know, Dan. We watched. I can't believe I'm still laughing at it because we talked about it so much when we watched it. Okay, um, so we go to the county jail, and that's all we see on the building, just like police. It's just county jail. County jail. And Amanda and Peter are at the phones. They're talking to one another through the glass, and they're just catching up. How How's Kimberly? Last I heard, she was still out of it. And Peter mentions that he's being arraigned tomorrow. And... He says, there's nothing you can do to save me. You need to walk away now. Um, you don't waste your life on me. You know, I'm going to be in prison for a long time. Why? I don't <laughs> get it. no reason for you to be in prison. What the fuck is wrong with Peter? <laughs> this goes against everything that Peter is. Peter is conniving. Peter is... A game player. Yeah, what's Peter, his next step? Yeah, like Peter's like a rich playboy billionaire. He's basically Bruce Wayne. And you didn't, he, the best thing about it is that you didn't do it. So and buy he a lawyer. Have, he doesn't have a lawyer on retainer, like someone that's a big shot. A man is like, I'll get you a lawyer. It's like, you don't already have that? Yeah, What? Like, what happened to suspenders, Peter? I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't... This Peter sucks worse than than, than cocky Peter. Oh, boy. Cracking in the beer number two. Margarita Jenny's arrived, <laughs> ladies and gents. She's here for the finale. Better than Betsy. Okay, okay. Um, so she, so Amanda heads out to the parking lot following this conversation and the, what is this detective's name? Do we remember? Shithead. Okay. He's following her out and he's like, oh, Amanda, hi, going in there to visit your boyfriend. And she's like, uh, yeah, what, what did you guys talk about? I know that he told you about his involvement in Bobby's murder. And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm not at liberty to discuss what's going, what I talk about with Peter. And then the detective is like, well, that's actually not true because you're not married to him. You're not his lawyer and you're not his, his like faith leader. You're not his priest. So you are actually the star witness against Peter. Right. And all this is is an easy way for the writers to just like push that push the story. 
to me- say, light bulb. Oh, if I marry him, I don't have to testify against him in court. Right. Okay. The the detective is um, he's played Detective Wiley. Hmm. I wonder if that's on purpose. Hmm. The uh, like Wiley Coyote. Right, because the coyote was so fucking terrible at catching the Roadrunner. <laughs> I would love to give the writers that much credit, but I don't know. Let's give it to him. Okay. Uh, He's played by Nigel Gibbs, and Nigel Gibbs is known for Naked Gun, 33 and a Third, Eagle Eye, Matchstick Men, mm, General Hospital for a little bit, SWAT, 911. He plays David. I love 911. Me too. NCIS. Your mom loves NCIS. Mm-hmm, she does. Veep. He's on an episode of Veep. He is killing it. Shameless. Love that one, too. He's a pastor on Shameless. <clears throat> Days of Our Lives. Breaking Bad. He was a detective on Breaking Bad. He's got the detective thing in the bag. House. <sighs> Lie to me. Dr. House. Dr. House. <laughs> okay, side note. Me and Jenny, we went to um, the Dominican Republic because Jenny won the prices right, y'all. And uh, for real, that happened. I really did. Then we went to, they gave us a trip to Dominican Republic off peak. So everything was like not in English when we were there. I got incredibly sick. And for like three days, I laid in bed, sweated my ass (laughs) off, and watched like. The English version and then the Spanish version of House MD for like three days straight. And the commercials for House MD in Spanish were Dr. House. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's the story, guys. Next. Okay, so we are now in a jail cell, but this time we're with Jane and Sydney. And Jane is chowing down on a tray of lobster. And I mean, she's attacking these lobsters. Mm -hmm. She is going after it. And Sydney is really, uh, she seems to be just can't understand what Jane is doing and why. And she's like, hey, how can you eat like a time like this? It's also like a fisheye lens, too. Yeah, to kind of hint us in that something's weird. We're going into dream mode. And Sydney's like, how can you eat at a time like this? And Jane says, if not, then when? Then we have some jail keepers coming to the cell. They open the door and say, it's time. They begin walking down a hall toward a sign that says gas chamber. And then we've got Jane... Sydney yelling, I didn't want to kill Richard. I didn't want to kill it. Kill him. And then Jane says, shut up, Sid, and take your gas like a man. I, w- I think um, it's worth mentioning that I really enjoy the walk to the gas chamber. Um, it's very Spike Lee stylized where they're walking, but it's such a clean walk that they're almost that it looks like they're floating uh-huh. it's, it's that effect uh-huh. of of like she's just floating there uh-huh. and uh spike lee does this a lot when his characters in movies walk and talk uh-huh. 
or just like are have are having like a long think. It's just like like hallway like that. So it's pretty cool. And as suspected, it is a dream. Sydney wakes up screaming. Coincidentally, Jane is there, and she says, "Richard knows about the money. We need to do this tomorrow." Jane then pulls out a gun and begins to clean it. Sydney reaches for her Bible. And she's like, read this with me. Come on, you need to get some Jesus in your life. And Jane so coldly, so nonchalantly says, I'll pick you up at six. We'll have dinner first. (laughs) She is serious. She is ready to get rid of Richard once and for all. She's ready to go. Has a character ever said the title of the episode before? Because Sydney did here. Well, okay, I think this might show our dumbness. What? <laughs> well, I mean, there are several instances where the title name went over our heads and we were like, that's stupid. And then a listener was like, actually, it's based off a book that was really popular in the 70s or the 80s. And it's like, oh, totally didn't get that reference. I believe this is based on the film Dead Man Walking, right? That's a... It's a term for people on, on death, death row. row. Yeah. Wilshire Memorial. Kimberly is going into sur- surgery, and she can't believe that Michael still loves her. So this, we did get a hard reset on Kimberly. That was a prediction of both yep. of ours from uh, the first half of this episode, that she was just going to get hit and then become normal Kimmy. And it's funny because she seems pretty lucid at times. Like she's doing this whole, but then she can talk. What is exactly wrong with her? Um, Didn't she have like a ruptured organ or something? (laughs) Internal bleeding too. Okay. She had internal bleeding. Well, she's going in for like massive surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael's with her, of course. Michael works on all the surgeries that he's involved in. Yeah, of course. <laughs> in his personal life. Uh, <laughs> he's just on. <laughs> That's got to be a conflict of interest there. Like, even if you are like a surgeon, you can't. Can you do work on I mean, people I think you it's love? a personal preference, but it, I'm sure... There are people that are like, I, only I can do it right. And other people are like, I'm too scared that I'll mess it up. Well, I feel like you, like, if I was a brain surgeon doing, performing brain surgery on, like, you, I would be inclined to do and not do things based on our relationship. Whereas another brain surgeon would err on the side of, like, clinical... You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, because the the other brain surgeon isn't clouded by a personal relationship that they have with the patient. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I want. I wonder if there's a law, Heatherina. Let me know. Tell us. Okay, so we are back at county jail, and we're back at the phones. Peter and Amanda are talking. Peter has been arraigned. He mentions that Amanda didn't even look at him once while he was being arraigned in the courtroom. And she's like, yeah, well, there's a lot of things that we have to talk about. And um, I lost my place. Amanda says, "Um, hey, guess what? A wife doesn't have to testify against her husband. 
marry me? <laughs> what a proposal. What a proposal. Well, first he goes, no, why? <laughs> you don't deserve this. I, I don't want you coming back here. You deserve to be happy. You don't deserve to be married to a man in jail. Don't you come back here. And if you do, I won't see you. Stupid. Let's go to Joe's apartment. There's a knock on the door. It's fucking O'Malley. Okay. She's in like full on eating cookie dough, laying on the couch, drowning in her own tears because her boyfriend is moving to Bosnia. And then a big sweat sweatshirt. Okay, if we talk about costumes here, the knock on the door, she opens it. O'Malley's like perched up with his like arm up. Dan, what is happening with his crotch? Mm. Oh, his dick is in it. <laughs> no, I'm like, no, you got to go back. He's on double denim. <laughs> He's got Res- respect. Mad respect. No. Rocking the double no, denim. Like, okay, no, this shot. Yeah, that's his. It's gross. Penis. He is packing. Yeah, it's like a very strange bulge, though. Like, it doesn't, I don't know. I can't explain it. It just looks like a fupa. Yeah, it's like a, it looks like a big skin flap. It's really gross. I'm confident that's his penis. Fully erect, stuffed in there. Anyway, he's like, Joe, I couldn't leave without saying goodbye. I mean, that's, that's a piece you you go to Bosnia for. (laughs) You don't let Is that. It? You don't let that just run off the Bosnia. I don't like name. O'Malley. No, he sucks. I don't like him. He's the worst, and he like points at her face really strange. He's like, "You got chocolate on your face." She's uh, she's stress eating. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm leaving in two hours," and then she goes, "Well, then in that case, you better spend those last two hours with me." Fuck no! You need to get to the airport, <laughs> son. <laughs> International flight, and you're leaving no, in two hours? things were a lot different back then, Dan. Pre-9-11. Oh, you just waltz up to yes. a Bo- Bosnia flight? Yes. Do, 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 do. There was, <laughs> babe, there wasn't any, like, TSA. You, mm. seriously, you could, you could arrive, like, it's leaving in 10 minutes. Okay, I'm here. Yeah. Anyway, they start making out. They are reunited and they're having one last lazy afternoon delight together. I wonder if it's her way or his way. Oh, God. I don't even want to think about her way. Nice and slow or jackrabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So we are back to shooters. Allison asks for two vodka tonics. And she wants to leave early from Jake. Um, Jake is like, uh, yeah, sure. It's for her date. She wants to leave early so she can get to that Billy date. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'm going out with Billy since you're not interested. And he was like, look, I didn't mean it like that. Oh, no, no, Jake, you actually did me a favor. I'm not going to waste my time on something that's not going to materialize, Okay. Yeah, so she she's glad she stopped it, and Jake's like, "Son of a bitch, I lost her." Now Jane and Sydney are also eating at Shooters before the big murder, and I love how they're wearing. They're totally looking the part. We have Jane in a black trench coat, 
and and Sydney has her black mock turtleneck on, ready to go as well. And Jane's crushing a plate of fries, much like the dream sequence where she's like, "I can't believe you're eating." You know how yeah. are you eating? Although only then it was a bunch of lobster. Um, so Jane goes to the bathroom and she tells Sydney to keep an eye on her purse while she goes to the bathroom. Sydney slides the purse over and she sees that the gun is in there. Now Jane goes to make that phone call. She calls Richard and uh, she's like, hey, what's up? I'm looking forward to our date tonight. And Richard's like, yeah, me too. See you. See you soon. We now go back to Wilshire Memorial where Matt is super tired. And he goes up to the, I guess like the the nurse reception The tattle area. nurse. Yeah. And again, Fucking this, bitch. she's getting a lot of play lately. She's manning the phones. What happened to the other, the nicer one? The older one? She was like, Michael, you have a call. <laughs> oh, yeah, the paper. Here, Matt. It says that you're... Yeah, your boyfriend. Your boyfriend's gay, and he's a Hollywood star. I don't know. This girl, maybe maybe she's out sick, but this girl, is she's super busy. And Matt's like, hey, I need to get some morphine for a patient. So I guess like you have to go through somebody at the reception desk that can like go get you the medication that you need. And she's yeah. like, look, I just don't have time for this, Matt. Here's the key to the medication locker thing. You go get it yourself, okay? And he's like, okay, geez. And Matt's yawning. He's tired from all the studying. Um, I My first... Uh, thought was that he's just gonna go in there and steal some pills. Well, at first, and remember the dude that was like, "Hey, buddy, that looks really tired. Oh, Here's yeah. some drugs. Why don't you try up?" Sup, bro? I've just been sitting in the library trying just to find people who you. are tired, <laughs> giving them free <laughs> drugs. Now, I think this dude's tactic worked because here's Matt wanting to go back to the source. He's like, hey, buddy, um, I have another test tomorrow. I'm like working really late. Can you hook me up with another one of those pills? And he's like, man, I'm fresh out. Sorry, bro. But hey, good thing you're in a hospital. Right. And then Matt's like, oh, wait a minute. I do have the key to the medication lockup thing. I guess I, I'm a little kid in a candy store. And we find that Matt is taking Dexedrin. What the hell is that? Sounds like a weight loss It's got to be just some kind of speed pill. Well, he does go and take pills out of that bottle that we can assume he's taking for himself and not for his patient. All right. Back to the meat and potatoes of the episode. Jane and Sydney pull up to Richard's. And I don't remember Richard's looking like this. Remember, Richard's place looked like one of those like modern, uh, like straight up on the, uh, you know, the houses that line Venice Beach. Mm -hmm. It looked like one of those, like just slab. Yeah. Remember I said it looked like a indoor pool in there. (laughs) Oh yeah. It had like. The round I had, railings. And it was like really metallic inside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
That this but we is never not saw that. the outside. We never saw. It'd be weird for it to look like this on the outside and then like that on the inside. So Jane and Sydney are pulling up to his house. Now, like as this is unfolding, I'm like, why does she need Sydney so bad? Why does Sydney have to be there with her while she does this crime? I don't know. Protection, some sort of just like she needs an somebody to like bounce stuff off of regardless of whether or not they're in it or not she needs she needed just a body to uh vent and like like speak talk out her plan well jane puts on her little black knit beanie she's like wish me luck and sydney's like luck i guess good luck murdering somebody and Sydney's like freaking out. She's super scared. She's like, what if the cops pull us over? Um, Sydney's basically just the wheel man. And um, Jane is ready to rock. So she goes into the carport that's just to the side of the house. And she's hiding in some bushes. And it's not long before Richard pulls in his car to the carport. He gets out and he's walking to the rear of the house to let himself into the back door. Now, as he's doing this, Jane steps out from the shadows. Were you nervous? No, because I I knew that this shit was... I had, like, goosebumps. Really? Not goosebumps. I had, like, butterflies. Well, she looks over. He hears someone behind him, looks over and sees Jane and goes, Jane, you're early. Jane, you're early for a deep. Should we go inside? And Jane says, I'd rather die first. Rather, you should die first. Oh, shit. And then she takes the gun out and points it at him. He goes... Jane, don't do anything stupid, okay? And she says, get on your knees and beg. I want you to beg for my mercy. He says, I'm not begging for anything, bitch. And she says, she says, you need to admit it. Tell me. Tell me you raped me. Tell me right now. I want you to own up to it. And he's like, I'm not going to say that. And then she cocks the gun and he's like, okay, fine. Yes, yes. I I rape you. I raped you. Okay. I swear to God, I'll never do it again. And to be honest, Dan, at this moment, I thought maybe this whole thing was a ruse. She wasn't really going to kill him. Mm -hmm. She had a tape recorder on her. And then she has him confessing that. That he raped her, and now she can finally go to the authorities, and he can, you know. But how good would that be? He all he had to be like was like, "Look, I was being held at gunpoint. I'll say okay, anything." Okay, well, look, that's what I thought at first, but then she attempts to pull the trigger. However, when she pulls it, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And Dan, you did call this. Yeah, I was said, I bet you Sydney took the bullets. When they were at the diner and Sydney realizes that the gun is in Jane's purse, Dan was like, she took the bullets out of that shit. Mm-hmm. And she did. She took the bullets. So, of course... Richard lunges at her, attacks her. She's He's messing with her. Um, and then, boom, Sydney, for the win, comes in and pops him over the head with a shovel. And he hits the deck. They check his pulse real quick. They're like, oh, my God, what have we done? Holy shit. He has no pulse. They, they proclaim him dead. 
And that's that. Well, okay. And and so <laughs> this, again, is just kind of like, okay, you guys could seriously just call the cops right now. And the gun wasn't loaded. She could say, I just wanted to scare him. I wasn't really trying to kill him. And then he attempted to rape me again. With my sister in the car. I don't know. Yeah, it, It's messy. Anyway, um, so Sydney is the one that actually kills Richard. And they're like, what do we do? We got to take the body. And like, what was their plan? Yeah. After this is goes back to what I was trying to bring up before. What was the plan? So she was going to kill him in the carport and leave him there? Blow his brains out? They were going to take it. Like, why is this any different? Like, yeah, they just leave him there? That's a great point. It's like, regardless, he's dead. Right. It doesn't matter they how ac- he's dead. They accomplished their goal. It's almost better this way. No, no blood splatter to clean up or anything. But I don't know. Was this their goal the whole time? She had a shovel. Was it... His shovel, or did she get the shovel out of the car? I think that was the shovel from from Richard's place. See, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. So, anyway, they decide that the best course of action is to take Richard's body and bury him somewhere and get rid of the body. Yeah. No body, no crime. No body, no crime. Oh, is that how that goes? Yep. <laughs> Back okay. to jail. Peter gets taken out to see his attorney, but it's Amanda. And she's dressed in white. She is ready for marriage. Should, you know, if anybody should not be wearing white on their wedding day, it's Amanda. Yeah, she is. What? She is ready. And they're like, okay, we can marry you right now. And she's like, you, I'm going to marry you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Ha ha ha. And he's like, okay, fine. So they get married quick and simple, just like that. They, how many Melrose place weddings is this? Does this make you love like tallying up the milestones? I do. How many falls? How many weddings? I'm making good on our, uh, rewatch, recap, and analyze. Okay, we're analyzing how many weddings. Okay, we got Rhonda. Bru- Did they actually get married on the show? I don't think so. I thought they ran. Okay, we didn't see them. They ran away to get married. Yeah. We have Kimberly and Michael. Yes. At in Vegas. We have Brooke and Billy. Sydney and Michael. We have Allison and Haley. Allison, yeah. Allison and Haley. Um, Matt and Katya. Oh, yeah. They got married. <laughs> they got married. That's right. Yep. Matt and Katya. And Michael and Kimberly again. Yeah. On the beach. Yeah, they got married on the beach. Mm-hmm. At the beach house. We had almost Allison Billy. Mm-hmm. We had the ceremony. And Oh. And um Oh what's yeah. his name? Matt's dude. Matt's dude. <laughs> Matt's dude with um with his co-star. With his co-star, yeah. 
Uh, what was his name? Larry? Fucking Paul? No. Gary? Shit. Mr. Hollywood dumb guy? Yeah, we called him Mr. Hollywood for a while. Oh, he was the worst. Yeah, he sucked. Um, yeah, there's been quite a few weddings. Good weddings. And this makes one more because now the lovebirds, Peter and Amanda, who were made for each other, get to Ugh. say I do in front of the justice of the peace in a courthouse. And then they kiss. And then, then Amanda <laughs> goes, I'll be thinking of you all night. Oh, have a good mm-hmm. evening in your jail cell. Bye. Could you like... Oh, I couldn't like make out with you in front of like cops <laughs> in that setting. I'd be like, "Love you," <laughs> you know. Well, you have to because that's all you get. It's too you many. You gotta eyes. make it good. You gotta make it good. <laughs> no, I couldn't. It would just be like super awkward. Okay. Um. So they're married. They leave. Blah blah blah. And then we're back at Melrose Place, and Jake is stopping by to give Allison her paycheck. Coincidentally, this is the evening that Allison is going to go out with Billy. Same evening. She's getting ready. She's got her dress, and it's uh, not zipped up all the way. And uh, since Jake has appeared at her door, she's like, hey, could you help me with my dress? Mm -hmm. And he's like, sure. And she's like, you came all the way over here on a Friday busy night to give me my check? Yeah. What the hell was wrong with you? And then she looks at Jake and she's like, it's not just me, is it? You feel this, don't you? I'm not into this. (laughs) To like describing... An energy, you know? Well, it's so cliche. I feel. I don't, I, it's icky. It's icky to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, who says we shouldn't do this? Jake? I think they both do. And, and I think he says, we shouldn't do this. And she goes, I know. Yeah, and then they start kissing. Right. They start making out, and we can all imagine. Now, the funniest freaking part of this episode is that we get a cut directly after this to Billy, who's in this penthouse, like a rooftop, <laughs> private dining area oh, where God. he's got like a butler waiting, a beautiful table is set, and a violinist is just like playing a song. He's glancing at his watch, looking over towards the door. When is Allison going to be there? Oh, she ain't coming because she's banging your best yeah. friend. He's like, pour, pour me some more champagne. She's running late. She's running late. What was the song that Billy and a man, Allison, did it to for the first time ever? Take me to your everlasting, everlasting love. love. <laughs> you the one I'm dreaming of. Take me to that everlasting love. Oh, it's magic. Yeah. It's just magic. And the funny thing is, we don't know if that actually aired for real. That's just what they put on the TV. Because you're the one I'm dreaming of. Okay, so. It was that's totally an all for one ripoff. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um. So this makes. Allison's got Amanda numbers now. She's going up there. 
She really like party guy. Mm-hmm. Remember that piece of shit? Chris Angel. Chris Angel. Didn't she just bang some dude in the mail room at D&D? <laughs> she went on a tear there what? for a minute. And then she poured orange juice on him. Oh, okay. I remember that. Oh, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She and, didn't bang him in the mail room. No. He came to her house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's really... Yeah, so um, they're hooking up. Billy's all alone on a rooftop. And then we go over to O'Malley leaving Joe's house. And she's like, I don't want you to go. It's so hard to walk out that door. This is two hours? Yeah, it's like nighttime. You could have missed the flight, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like saying their goodbyes. I'll miss you. I'll miss you too. Bye, bye, bye. So he leaves. This is classic Melrose time because he was like quickie mode. Like, I just came over to say what's up real quick. You know? And now he's wearing a different shirt. Oh, yeah. He's not double jeans. jeans? (laughs) He's not double denim. (laughs) That's a tough airplane outfit as well. Yeah, double denim and an international flight. No thank. And he had like work boots on. That is, you're not doing this right, pal. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Getting off on the wrong foot. So we're now back with the murderess, murderesses, murderesses, (laughs) murderesses. Sydney and Jane and they're looking for the premier spot to bury the body of Richard I don't know where the hell they are they're just like off on some country road and they're finally this is all bad Sydney's driving and she's like fine we're just gonna bury him right here let's go and they just pull off to the side of the road and they walk I don't know three paces and they take him out of the car. They don't even pull the car like off the road. Like if Mm-mm. someone was driving, they'd be like, "That's strange that there's a car with their their trunk open and oh, they're p- taking out a a body, human sized body there's, trash bag." <laughs> there would be no mistake at what is going on. You drive past that at sixty miles an hour and being like, "Oh, they're cleaning up a murder. They're burying a body." Yeah. Um. So. This is when Jane starts getting really weird. And Sydney flips into workhorse, I'm getting this done for you. Right. She's like, you ever heard of these people called like cleaners? Oh, yeah. You hit them up and they're like, clean up a crime for you real quick, lickety yeah. split. She's a cleaner right now. That could be another great spinoff show. Sydney Andrews Mancini, cleaner. <laughs> crime scene cleaner. Code name cleaner. <laughs> she just rolls up, s- talks a couple Bible verses, and she's like, "All right, what do you got?" <laughs> <laughs> Have it up for you in a jiff. <laughs> bye bye. Starring Laura Layton as <laughs> the cleaner. <laughs> Her name is Sydney, Sydney Andrews, Andrews Mancini, Mancini Burns. <laughs> <laughs> the cleaner. Oh, this is a messy one. This is going to cost extra. (laughs) (laughs) I think I got a new voice, guys. (laughs) Okay. um, So Jane is like super aloof and she's like, he's so cold. He's so alone. Fucking wuss. I can't 
can't bury him. And Sydney's like, okay, come on, pull your britches up, girlfriend. We're going to put him in the hole. Now start digging. Man up, Jane. This yeah. is your this shit. This was your idea. Yeah. Remember, Sydney had wanted nothing to do with it, and then you blackmailed her into doing it? Yeah. This is like, remember, like, this is more than just cleaning up your gun every now and then. Yeah. Now is the real work, and you can't do it. Let's go. I would be super annoyed. Oh. I'd be like, it's all, oh, you want to, maybe we should have some fucking fries then, Jane. You want some more fries? And ketchup. Everybody thinks that murdering someone is a great idea until they actually do it. Until they like, do it. Boy, this was a mistake. Yeah. Mm, he's heavy. Mm, <laughs> I don't feel like shoveling. He's alone. My hands hurt. <laughs> um, so we, I'm going to puke. <laughs> so O'Malley's at LAX, right? And this was back in the day when you could actually come up to the gate. And Joe like runs up and he's she's like, O'Malley, wait. Did and she call him O'Malley? Yes. Which I was like, that's fucking weird. Okay. You might call him Dominic, but whatever. Excuse me, doctor, sir. <laughs> and he's about to get onto the plane. And he's like the last person boarding. And the flight attendant, like the airline employee is like, sir, you have to board the aircraft. And he's like, hold on a minute. Just give me a goddamn second. You know, and she's like, can't you see I'm in double jeans? <laughs> She's like, look, he's back to double G. Yeah. So he did like a whole costume change at her house to have sex with oh, her. Oh, wait, the white shirt is under that other denim. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're going to burn up in there, bro. He's got a, like, a sweatshirt. It was like a white thermal shirt. Then a denim shirt over, over that. it with a like suede jacket on top of it. Buddy. Buddy. You need joggers on, shorts. Like, the plane is where you relax. Okay. Especially, well, what's the flight to Bosnia? 12 hours? Well, this was back in the day where people really dressed up to travel down, okay? He wanted to make an appearance on the plane. Um, so, Joe's like, he's like, come with me, Joe. Just jump on this plane you don't have a ticket for. And she's like, <laughs> Dude, no, you stay here. And it's like, bitch, we just, like, goodbye. We just did this. <laughs> yeah. And I said I was going, so I'm going to do that. And he says, okay, I have a layover in New York. You're going to go home. You're going to pack. Then you're gonna, you'll meet me in New York, and then I, I'll not take the connecting flight, and we'll go to Bosnia together. And Weird. she's like, Okay, so she goes, he goes on the plane, and then she goes home here's to a, go to Bosnia. Here's another instance where, like, when you buy a plane ticket, you only know your plane's flight time. You know? Like... A man, Amanda did this where she's like, I know every flight in and out to Hawaii in the last four weeks. Mm -hmm. O'Malley knows. He knows he has a connecting flight. But he knows flight schedules. He knows that there's probably going to be one leaving to Bosnia the next day. That I feel like it's like a one a day flight, Bosnia. But I'm saying he knows that the there's a the, the flight is out to New York. Yeah, he's got a layover there. I don't know. Not buying it. Okay. 
well. I don't like it. That's what they said. So. I don't like it one bit. Okay, um, so they leave there, and then we go to... Wilshire Memorial. Kimberly is out of surgery. We think it went well. She musters up the strength to say, I'll testify as soon as I'm well. I'll testify for Peter. And then... Boop! Guys, Kimberly is clinically dead right now. That's a bad thing. It's not a good sign. We need Marsha Cross. Oh, we need Marsha Cross. Marsha Cross Please. better be season five or we riot for sure. Don't leave the show, Marsha. Yeah. Um, and uh, Michael yells out, don't you die on me, Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> don't you fucking die on me. Okay, next place. County. I have Melrose Place. Detective Wiley. I actually wrote his name down. No, I have... We're at county jail, and Peter's just sitting there, like, licking his ring. <laughs> <laughs> like a cat. Okay, let's, let's see. see. Oh, shit. County. You're right, you're right. Yeah, so Peter's just, like, sitting at the edge of his little cot, like, licking his ring. And then the... um, What did you call them? The prison workers? <laughs> The uh, what? <laughs> there was another time during this podcast where you were like, the guards. You didn't call them guards. You called them like, uh, jail operators. <laughs> you say you jailhouse some... people. Yeah. Anyway, this guy like puts his hands on his knees, and I think he like <laughs> makes fun of Peter. <laughs> hey, you little piece of shit! <laughs> like he bullies him. <laughs> Peter's like licking his ring. <laughs> And the cop comes over and he like puts his hand on his knees and he's like, enjoy your honeymoon, lover. <laughs> and Peter doesn't give a shit. He just keeps on licking his ring on his hand. <laughs> okay, so we're back at Melrose Place and we've got Amanda just like chilling on her bed. Amanda's then- bed sucks, y'all. <laughs> whoever designed it, whoever put these pillows... The the box spring with the headboard together very weird has really done a number on this uh, whole bedroom design. So there's a knock on the door. It's Detective Wiley, and he is coming to inform her that Peter Burns isn't in jail. And she's like, "Wait, what? Where is he?" And then he says. Do you know who the person that is in jail is? Because it's not Peter Burns. Peter Burns is this other dude in his 60s somewhere. What? Do you even know who you married? It's like, I don't even care. And now, so now what? So now she's married to that guy, but it might not even be Peter. Or... Who we know as Peter might not have been Peter... Well, since the time we've known him, it's Peter. It's but he probably just like is going by a fake name. His name might really be Tim or something. What if that's the wait? Story you're line? wait, wait, wait. You're thinking that yeah. this is an imposter. You're thinking this this is an imposter, Peter? No, I'm thinking this is a long game. Yeah, that Peter's been playing. Like his real name is like. Tim. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fred. That's what I'm saying. I thought you were meaning like 
This like, is fake it's Peter. Fake Peter. <laughs> no. No, I don't think that. I don't think it'd be that crazy. I think it's a long play of like, I've always wanted to marry Amanda. Now I'm Fred. <laughs> I don't know. Remember me, Amanda? I was in your third grade class, but you yeah. wouldn't give me the time of day. My name was Tim Billings back then, but then I decided to become Dr. Peter Burns to be on your level and be in the upper echelons of society that one day I could finally take you and play the game. <laughs> Remember the three weaknesses? <laughs> Just don't be a Parisi. Be whoever you want. Just don't be a Parisi. Okay, so that's crazy. And then we are now back with the Andrews sisters. They are polishing off their first burial. And they're just about done. And and um, they are hearing noises. They're getting creeped out. And Sydney's like, look, let's go. And Jane's still like in this really weird, he's cold. He's alone phase. And Sydney's like, look, he doesn't care. Okay, he's dead. Let's go. This is a nightmare. We got to get out of here. And there, guys, I don't think any of you are, but if you're plotting to like murder somebody and, and, and like clean it up, this ain't the way. This is what not to do. They did not cover their tracks at all. I know. It's so bad. So as they're driving away, we pan down to Richard's shallow grave. And just like out of our favorite Halloween horror movies, we see a hand shoot up from the earth, shaking as the undead zombie of Richard is ready to rise again. As if the hand is trying to like breathe, you know? It's a gasping hand. Well, and that's it, guys. That is the end of season four. Season four is a wrap. What'd you think all together, part one and part two? Wow. Um, there were a lot of revelations. A lot of things I didn't see coming. I didn't. This whole Peter thing has thrown me for a loop. I'm like, what? I feel like they just threw that in at the end. They're like, let's send them on this little. <laughs> the let's let them think on this for a summer. Kimberly thing. I mean, I don't really remember the jackets for the upcoming seasons. I know Marsha Cross leaves before the whole thing is done. Yeah. Right. I don't. Know. I really hope it's not. This is how. I really hope this is not how she goes. No, they'll give her a proper send-off. I hope so. Um, and, you know, I and I, I kind of had a feeling Richard wasn't really dead. Mm. Yeah. I fuck with this season. I thought it was really good. Do a lot of people say it sucks? I remember after we did season three, people were commenting like, well, now you're getting into season four where it kind of gets bad. Well, the thing is we love camp, though. Like, we're really into, like, campy, far-fetched, yeah. crazy. We kind of live for that. I thought it was cool. I didn't like, don't like, didn't like O'Malley. Did not like Bobby. Um, yeah, you're talking about you love this season. The I really. The biggest season, the biggest storylines were the cable company. The cable, god damn it. Didn't like Alicia. 
what else? Like in the beginning of season four. And as you reminded me, Allison was blind. Yeah. So much happened. A lot happened. Billy was a dick. Brooke, Brooke was the shit. Fucking ghost Brooke. Like, retrospectively, looking back at season four, I remember all the time we talked shit about Brooke. Brooke's awesome. The yeah. the Brooke, Brooke story was part of probably the best of season four. Yeah. I love Brooke. Now I know why people were like, Brooke's awesome. But I, I remember hating her, hating all of her scenes. But now, like, ghost Brooke. I live for you. You don't know what you have till you lose it. You really don't. I'd kill for her right now. Oh, God. If you do, just don't bury that person. (laughs) Like, poor Richard got buried. Okay, so let's recap this uh, part two of episode 34, was it? 32? 34. Okay. Allison accepts a date with Billy. But doesn't. Go on it. Do you need me to do this? Because she fucks Jake. You didn't write anything to do. Of course okay, not. Let me do this. Right. Allison accepts a date with Billy. Matt needs those little white pills to study and steals from the hospital medicine locker. Jane attempts to shoot Richard in the head, but Sid took the bullets. Richard retaliates by trying to rape Jane again, but Sidney comes to the rescue and hits Richard over the head with a shovel, killing him. Amanda and Peter get married in jail. Allison and Jake hook up, and Allison blows Billy off. O'Malley comes back one last time before the Bosnia move, and Joe agrees to go with him. Kimberly agrees to testify on behalf of Peter just before she flatlines. Peter Burns isn't really Peter Burns, and Sid and Jane bury Richard in a shallow grave only to have his hand shoot up from the dirt like an undead zombie. Nice. Great recap. Thanks, babe. Um, how are your 90s moments? Hey, Jake's jean jacket with that corduroy collar. Mm. Loving that one. That's back, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Continue, please. <laughs> <laughs> Using the phrase, get tanked, if someone's going to get really drunk. Um, Billy's baggy ass suit with the white t-shirt underneath it. Mm, yep. Um, O'Malley's all jean ensemble. We've talked about this. A lot of pay phones. Um, being disrespectful to airline employees. I think back in the day, you could get away with being like, Give me hold a on. goddamn second. Hold, you know what? The whole plane's waiting for me. You hold on a second. I'll yeah. be there when I'm going to be there. Nowadays, they'd be like, okay, we've asked you twice. We are shutting the door now, and you will not be boarding this aircraft. Yeah. Have a lovely day. I am a doctor. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Today, it's like, n- like you're you better late not for say your flight. Shit. Sorry. Door's closed. You're not getting on. Yeah. And then just the out. I- I've been on a plane, and do you remember when they told me, they were like, sir, please turn off your iPad or something. I was like, okay. And like, I was like powering it down and like not, not more than two seconds go by. And she's like, please power down your iPad. And I was like, I'm doing it. And then she was like, please lower your voice. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck (laughs) is this happening right now? 
Yeah, I think that the whole airline experience pre-9-11 was so different. I mean, I vaguely remember, like, my... I, my parents were divorced. I traveled from state to state as a kid on planes. And I remember my parents coming to meet me at the gate all the time. Like anytime I would, mm. I would be on a flight, they would always be there waiting for me. They would walk me to the gate to drop me off. That's not, that's not, not possible now. Yeah. Flying in general used to be a luxury. Now well, it is uh, a necessity. Well, it used to be as easy as, as getting on a bus or a train. Now it is the bus. Now, well, no. I mean, I'm saying you have to go through so much extra shit. But, like, you're feeling like it's a bus. It used to feel like a limo. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Now it like, feels like a, a fucking Uber. But, like, everything that goes along with it. Take off your shoes. <laughs> take out your laptop. Yeah. Take out your laptops, <laughs> your liquids. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Unless you pay money, a, a, a flat rate a year, then you don't have to do any of that. Yeah. It's such bullshit. Mm. Welcome yeah. to the Airplane Complain Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dan. And I'm Jenny. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the lesson that you've learned from this part two. Um, check your gun for bullets. That's what you do. If you're going to defend yourself or kill somebody, you need to make sure that your your weapon is ready to go. Don't let it be at the time you're about to discharge it to know that you're effed. What's your lesson? Very similar to that. Always double tap. Mm-hmm. Are you going to kill someone? That, I mean, if I've learned anything from these horror movies or in any... You gotta just give them the extra bullet in the head, the extra shovel in the skull. Whoa! <laughs> Rip his head off. Okay, that's my lesson. <laughs> Let it be a lesson to all of you. Okay. So really, what we're saying here is, kill right. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> that's my message. Okay, now it's time for bitch of, of the week. week! All right, so last podcast, Jenny, you said that Dominic O'Malley was the bitch. I said that Jake was the bitch, and Jason had a write-in for Allison being the bitch. And with a vote of 15 to 4 to 6, Jenny, you win again. Dominic, bitch of the week. So let's read your comments. Scott says, I'm not a big fan of Billy, but y'all don't cock block your mate and kiss the bird he's been crooning after. Bad move, Jake. You break the bro code. By the way, I remember Allison being sexy by the jukebox. It was the least sexiest thing ever. Anywho, are we going to comment on how Michael pretended to be, to be crazy is not very PC these days? <laughs> or how quickly... <laughs> How quickly Matt will now become a smackhead, which is a Liverpool saying for a drug addict. Oh, we know. I know what a smackhead is. 
Welcome back, guys, and thank you for being awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Scott. Tiffany says, I'm tempted to nominate the director of Willowbridge who dipped out for vacation and left crazy Kimberly in charge with zero supervision. He's terrible at his job. As someone who runs an asylum, he should be much better at spotting a woman with very obvious mental health problems. Valid concerns, Tiffany. I mean, don't you think you would like promote from within? Hey, you know how we do things around here because you work here all the time. Here, yeah. you run the show. Well, they were probably going to give it to Nurse Benson, but remember that she usually takes patients out to bang them real quick. <laughs> so they needed someone above her. Donald said, my vote this week goes to Mr. O'Malley. I hate him. Worst character of season four. <laughs> I cannot explain why until you finish the season finale of season four, but I do not like what the writers do with him. I'm surprised that Jenny and Dan didn't nominate the orderly that not Kimberly over the catwalk. Mm. Maybe that dude needs to be in a mental hospital. Anyway, great episode as always. Was laughing throughout. Cannot wait till you guys get to the rest of the series finale. I honestly think that we will have to have a Zoom meeting because I have so many questions once you finally do get there. Because let me tell you, lots of stuff is about to happen that you are not going to believe. Trust me. Oh. Can't wait, dude. <laughs> Jason says, I appreciate the Bitch of the Week nominations this week. Jake has been his usual bitchy self lately. And yes, Dr. Dom's proposal came after only four weeks and two days. But that's like three years in Melrose Place time. Having said that, I feel like it is my responsibility to write in a vote for Allison. Allison, you bitch. If your friend, the rape victim, is being cold and distant, you do what good friends do when they are going through something traumatic. You let them know that you're there for them, and then you stand by them and comfort them when they ask for help. It doesn't matter if you know for sure what exactly is bothering your friend. You don't start putting the moves on your boss, who also happens to be the guy that your friend, the rape victim, just broke up with a couple couple of weeks ago. Allison, you can play coy all you want, but you knew what you were doing when you put on that jukebox music. You kept saying, we can just be friends to Jake, but you really wanted was a good fucking from one of the few men left alive on the show who had yet to sleep with you. That is some Brooke Armstrong shit you were pulling there. God bless her. It is a bad form to hit on your friend's exes under normal circumstances. To hit on your friend's ex while your friend is obviously still traumatized is morally reprehensible. Allison, you are definitely the bitch of the week. Mm. Also valid. Heatherina says, I voted for Allison because what she's doing is breaking girl code. Jane was her best friend for years. Earlier in the season, she was confiding in Jane when Haley asked her to marry him. Oh, yeah. Remember that? They got married. <clears throat> she was on Jane's side when she punched Joe after she was messing around with Richard. <laughs> Honestly, Allison should know how it feels to have someone go behind your back and steal your ex-significant other. Remember Brooke? Allison didn't know about Brooke and Billy until their wedding day. 
Now I will give Allison the benefit of the doubt in not telling Jane because Jane had a traumatic experience and isn't herself. Allison would be better off not going after Jake. She shouldn't date him. Jane loved him, and he's Billy's friend. It's just a mess all around. Now, here's the medical stuff. To answer your question to med students using uppers, the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. College students, med school students, law school students, even high school students have used some form of medication to stay awake or to stay focused. It happens all the time. What that guy did to Matt is pretty common since I'm assuming he's a dealer as well. He gave him the first pill for free because obviously he knows Matt will want more and that is how he can start selling to him regularly. I knew people who were on uh, Fentamine, which is used for weight loss, but it's basically speed. I mean, it happens a lot, but no one really talks about it because who would want to see a doctor that used uppers in med school? There you go. Thank you very much, Heatherina. Noah says, I changed my vote from Dominic to Allison. <gasps> yes, even for a doctor, Dominic has his head too far up his own ass. Hello, you can't just assume someone wants to marry you and move to a war-torn country at a moment's notice. And have you seen Joe's photographs? They're awful. <laughs> Haven't those Bosnian orphans been through enough? <laughs> really? I don't have much energy for a minor character, and I got tired of Joe a long time ago. So I decided to save my vote for Allison. Normally, I would say going after Jake would be sort of okay because Billy really dicked her over this season and Jake doesn't know Billy shit. Remember how he slept with Amanda the second Jake and Amanda broke up yeah. and then had the audacity to j ask Jake to be his best man? Totally forgot about that, but thanks for, for the reminder. Um, but she gets the vote because Allison who loves playing victim, would be whining about this for several episodes if the tables were turned. Allison is the sanctimonious bitch who keeps strict rules for everybody else but thinks she has carte blanche to do whatever she wants. And that, my friends, is why she's the bitch this week. Wonderful. Jamie says, I think I have to vote for Allison. Not that I blame her for being attracted to Jake, but... She is failing as a friend to Jane. And as mentioned, if the roles were reversed, she would definitely be bitching about how she was betrayed. So she is definitely the hypocritical bitch of the week. Damn, it seems like everyone wanted Allison. A lot of Allisons. But Jenny got the votes for O'Malley. Well, look, Allison was a really great... Um, addition. Yeah. So thank you so much, Jason, for throwing her in, throwing her hat in the ring. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys really made great arguments for her. Yeah. After hearing those, I'm very yeah. inclined to vote for her too. I'm like, how the hell do we miss that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jenny, you won. Who's your bitch? Okay. My bitch is Jake. And kind of piggybacking off of what you guys were saying about Allison being a good friend to Jane um, and, you know, not being a good friend to Jane, I should say. Um, Jake was Billy's shoulder to cry on about everything. He has been going to Billy for advice throughout this entire, I got to win Allison back phase, right? Mm -hmm. And 
throughout the entire thing, Jake has pretended that he's like on Billy's side and giving him advice and all, all that jazz. I'm willing to bet that Billy went to Jake with this whole plan of like, Hey, I'm going to rent out a penthouse and get a private dining table and have a violinist come. And it's a big deal to have that kind of like a huge romantic overture for somebody. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm sure Jake had to know about it, right? Like that's his like best friend. On that night, he decides to sabotage this whole plan and is like, oh, hey, you forgot your check. And then, like, acts on this this little flirtation that he's had with Allison. I think that that's really messed up. And, yeah, you know what? A couple of you guys did lay out some terrible things that Billy's done to Jake in the past. But two wrongs don't make a right, guys, right? He's doing the wrong thing. And he's a bitch, and I think you guys should vote with me on it. Dan, who's your bitch? My bitch is Jane. She she toted around, was acting all like a badass for episode after episode. I'm going to kill Richard. I'm going to put a bullet in his head. The next time I see him... He's going to have a bullet between his eyes. And when push came to shove, you couldn't get it done because you slipped up. You didn't check your freaking gun for bullets. I'll give it to her. She did pull the trigger while he was knelt down. So she would have killed him if there was a bullet in there. But the way she acted after he was dead is not consistent with how she was acting before. She bitched out. She dragged her sister into it. And then her sister had to pick up all her slack. She was being a lazy, scaredy cat. Stupid. uh, You know, bitch. I would say that's pretty bitchy. To, to, to blackmail your sister to murder somebody with you and then once it's done you can't even like lift him <laughs> you can't even formulate a plan after he was dead this is your thing it's not cool jane is the bitch of this week well guys we invite you to let us know if we got it wrong is there somebody else we overlooked like we did allison last week Please feel free to write in another nomination. Plead your cases. If you agree with us, vote accordingly, and we will read your comments on the next episode. This episode was called Dead Sisters Walking, Part 2. Jenny, what would you rename this section of the episode? Night of the Living Dick. Are you fucking kidding me? You have the same thing? Exactly. No, you don't. Oh, my God. We've done this so many times. Night of the Living Dick. No. That's obscure. Well, because his name is Richard, people call him Dick for short, right? Richard. Right. And the hand coming and he, out of the And thing. he's a dick. And Okay. All right. Oh, my God. Okay. We've done this more than once, babe. Wow. You're rubbing off We both off on went me. zombie. Well, duh. 
Zombie's the only way to go. Man. Walking. Walking dick. <laughs> Dead dick walking. Okay, guys. If you have a better <laughs> idea. <laughs> Cheaters. Uh, married at the prison. <laughs> like jailhouse marriage. Yeah. Um, heart stopper. <laughs> Flatliners. Flatliners. Uh, shitty detective. Um, double denim. <laughs> uh, double denim gets my yeah. vote. All right, I'm double denim. Okay. Um. Well, guys, that's season four. Season four. What do you think's gonna happen? We did it. It only took. Oh, oh yeah, we've got more. two years. Yeah. Predictions. Kimberly can't die. She can't. Please, God, don't let her die. I'm yeah. really intrigued about this Peterism Peter thing. What does that mean? Uh, I think Matt will be a druggie for a little bit, but I think he will become a doctor. I don't. Oh, you think this? Is I gonna, think he's gonna get kicked out of the program. He's kicked out the program yeah. for this? Yeah, you know what else I think? And that's how he gets AIDS. <laughs> I don't think he gets AIDS. He's there. getting AIDS. I'm. I'm Why do you want him to get AIDS? I've so got bad? so much money on this. Okay. Well, I think he's getting AIDS. We've got three seasons left, so anything can happen. Maybe he gets. He starts taking the hard stuff in the veins. Maybe that's how he gets it. Yeah. Sharing needles. Okay. I think um, Richard is going to just show up to work on Monday, like the next day. I think he's just going to show up. He's not going to say a thing. He's going to pretend it didn't even happen just to like fuck with Jade. Ooh. Can I piggyback off that? Yeah, please do. I think he's going to just show up. At Jane's new store and be like, this is some nice stuff in here. <laughs> and she's gonna and, and someone is gonna be like, Jane, you look like you've seen a goose. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you somebody that says that. That is definitely gonna be said by somebody. Yeah. Definitely. And but then he'll die. No, you know? I don't think he's gonna die, Dan. I think he's like a lifer. You think he's a lifer? Yeah. I, I do. don't know. I do. Um, I think that <laughs> I think that Billy is going to catch wind of the Alice and Jake hookup and totally like Ricky Fi shooters. <laughs> Destroy shooters. Yeah, that would be awesome. Some Sydney needs some story. She needs something else. I loved it when she got captured by the cult. That was really cool. That's a good one. Or and the prostitution ring was pretty good too. Um you know what? Ooh. I think maybe Kimberly goes back to Comaville. Sydney comes in to like console and then gets back with Michael. No, we can't do this little go around merry go around again. Do it. And, of course, new characters. I think new characters are coming. Does Joe go to Bosnia? Yes. Yeah, I think she goes for a few weeks. But then I think something is weird with O'Malley. 
they there was so much foreshadowing about it. Like, I feel like he's hiding something. He can't be that perfect. Does he have a wife? I feel like does he have a Bosnian bride or something? Who's covering his class at, at med school? Who knows? Matt was taking tests up to when he was leaving. This has been in the works for a long time. That's what he told Joe. Yeah. Who are we missing? Um, Jake. What's up with Jake in season five? He's going to get shooters fucked up. And he's just with Allison. Mm. Him and Allison running the, sh- running the show at Shooters. Maybe. Just loving in the... In you're the kinda, back room. You, you kind of sound like Billy. <laughs> Just loving in the back room. <laughs> oh, hope okay. Billy. Hope Billy dies. <laughs> Is that happening? No. Then you. For, for then the you record, wouldn't have your foil. For the record, no ill will to any of the the actors. actors. We appreciate them. The character Andrew Shue, we do love you. Please don't get it twisted. The character Billy is not my fave. Yeah, but we do love the all of the actors. We do want to make it known. Come on the podcast. I mean, I'm sure they're all just listening to this show right now. Yeah. But with that being said, I told you this the other day. Like, I would say it to Andrew Shue's face. I don't like Billy. <laughs> don't like him. Don't like the guy. Okay. So, with that, we wrapped season four. We did it. We did it, man. Two years. Two years. But we did it. We did it. We're gonna we're gonna try to bring season five to you under two years. In under two. I'm not making any promises. <laughs> so, uh, uh, want to thank everyone for uh, contributing to the podcast through Patreon. And I want to thank everybody for interacting with us on in our Facebook group. You guys really make it fun throughout the week. And uh, we appreciate all your, your kind words. Please leave us a review in Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Um, and if you want to listen to more me and less Jenny, <laughs> I have another podcast. Called the Dan and Cody podcast. So just um, Google that. And it's Cody with a K. Yeah, Cody with a K. You can listen to me oh, another 228 episodes over there. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at MelrosePod. Our email is MelrosePod at gmail.com. Hit us up with anything that you want to talk about. We love smut. And we love you. <laughs> <laughs>